Extraordinary Women. A podcast presenting extraordinary stories by ordinary women from Munich. So my name is Anaya Nayarduña. I was born in, in Bilbao, in the north of Spain. And uh, I left Bilbao like around 11 years ago. I went to live to Amsterdam. I was living also in Barcelona, in Madrid. And then I came to Munich in uh, 2011. So I've been already like uh, nine, over nine years here. And actually, like, uh, I feel like already this is like my, my home. I feel very good here in Munich. And of course, in the beginning was a bit of a cultural shock, some stuff, but after all, like, it's really like a very good city to, to stay. And many people are asking me, like, oh, when are you going back to Spain? And so far as I don't have any plans, I, I feel quite good here and I like it very much. So I, I believe, like, who I am now is because, well, I am, I was born a, a, in Bilbao, in Spain, so I have, like, some story there. I've been living in cities like Amsterdam, like Bilbao, like Madrid, that gave me, like, a, some part of my background here. So I believe, like... Um, We all carry with us like a, a, a book, like a kind of book of stories that we use, we read it and we consult it to make sense of the world. So, for example, if um, because I am, uh, I have been uh, living in these places, I have a different view of the world than other person that has lived in other places. Uh, in this book also comes like what I have studied. I am engineer, an engineer, and also of course one part of the book of how it makes sense is because of the stories I've lived because I'm a woman. So in this sense, like if I am uh, trying to understand the situation from my perspective, I will understand it as a different, like as a man. I could have like another ideas because I've lived different things. This is also about the culture. Like I think like when somebody has been always living in the in, in, in one place, has another understanding. So this is so important for where I'm working now. I'm working in this uh, topic of uh, big data, artificial intelligence, analytics. And uh, we have seen that uh, many times we need uh, to have some uh, creativity, right? Some uh, creativity solutions. So the more people that think differently are going to come with different ideas. If we put these people together that think the same, they will come to one idea. But people that think different will not only come with different ideas, they can even create a new idea out of the different minds. Mm. So in that sense, it's very important. I feel it's very important to have uh, people with um, different backgrounds and with different books like genders, culture, experience uh, together to get the best ideas. And this is something that I am... Where I am in IT, I think it's getting more and more important. The reason is because, um, for example, in the field of artificial intelligence, uh, we artificial intelligence learns from data, and it is a big risk if this data is biased, if I'm only feeding the machine with one kind of data. So, for example... If um, we have all seen that the, uh, there are like some recruiting algorithms from Amazon that they were like learning from data that the, the profiles that are uh, technical come from men. So when there will come another profile and it will be from a woman, will give them like less points. Or we have seen um, other example that... Um, For example, like Google Photos was tagging uh, the people wrong because they did not have uh, data from all people representing the different races to, 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 make, to make sense of, of, of the faces from the different senses. So this means that the, the people who were actually developing these products 
were only from one uh, time of culture or gender, because if not, they would have realized of this mistake before. To be honest, for me, it was quite natural to go into IT. At that point, I mean, I didn't think like there was any, any problem for me being a woman and studying in IT. I have been more aware of that when I actually when I think coming here to Germany that I've realized that there are so few women going already choosing uh, technical positions. And then it's when I started to get involved because I want to encourage more women in the technical and in data and digital uh, careers. And exactly like uh, my daughter now, she's, well, she's five, but a couple of months ago, she was four and she was I, somebody in the party asked her like randomly, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then she said, a unicorn. And it got me like <laughs> so frustrated, like, oh, my God, like I'm here, like telling the people going to technical position and telling mama is an engineer, but she wants to be a unicorn. So <laughs> well done for me. But actually, I thought in the end, well, actually, who knows what the kids can be in the future, right? Because whatever, like maybe it's just like if I if I if we want to say to the kid, be this profession, maybe in twenty years the profession doesn't exist anymore and it's as likely as to be a unicorn. So I thought, okay, good. <laughs> what is important? I told her you can be whatever you want, but what is important is that you that that you are always learning. So, I mean, when I chose this uh, this career, I had no idea. But if, uh, to be honest, like 10 years ago, I was I would have not been able to know wh- where I was now. <laughs> so uh, all this part of big data and so on, it became so much more popular in the last years. That's why I think it's a good opportunity for women to go into it because there is nobody with 15 years of experience in big data. It's something new. What, did, what big data in, is, in the end is about is about all the big amount of data that we are producing at a very high speed, like constantly, and that you need like um, the technology is now ready to process it. And this gives a lot of opportunities in different areas from finance, from marketing, HR. So that's why like uh, women that have a career, like for example, in marketing, if they start looking into digital marketing or how data and artificial intelligence can help the marketing, they're coming there new positions that uh, are going to be interesting, trendy, is going to help them to grow and to add more to, to their own jobs. And usually when you have more job satisfaction, you're also happier. So I, I studied telecommunications. I was working for a company like Cisco Systems. I was working more in the area, let's say, of like network connectivity and so on. And I started in, in Vodafone, where I am now in 2011 in that area. But then I was seeing that even like what I was doing at that point, it was even at risk of some automation and th- there were less and less positions. And then at that point, I was like also looking in my MBA, what is coming and what is coming more like trendy. And then I did the thesis around big data. Then I thought, this has a lot of opportunities and there are not so many, I mean, we need talent in these careers. And that's how I started like changing. And now I'm I, I'm managing a team on analytics and digital integration. So I, I'm, I'm really now into it. But I, I saw it because there was like opportunity, talent needed, and we can help to the companies and even the world like, like to, to to change. And that's why I'm encouraging now to other women to to do the same <laughs> and to do the same. Of course, if you are a data scientist, it's, it's great because you are in the perfect place in the right moment of the history to be a data scientist. And, and, and there is a lot of like talent needed in the data scientist area. But for other women that they don't have this data, 
background, uh, they could still look how to reinvent themselves in this area. And this is what we are help doing in our uh, Women in Big Data initiative. We host here um, events in Munich. Uh, it's uh, yeah, uh, like it's a couple of months. And then we bring like, um, in our events, we expect that the people finish like learning some technical stuff, but not uh, very deep technical. So anybody could join mm -hmm. and get some inspiration. Mm -hmm. So for example, this week we were um, talking about uh, artificial intelligence, how it's going to change the business, giving examples. And then we were like going to a data, a more a, another data topic. We also give some coaching uh, and so on. So the idea is to inspire women because they are so underrepresented in this and as I'm back to the example of the book. We need people who think differently, who have different kind of books to consult, to make sense of the world, that uh, it's now a good time to jump into it. I was like in one of these diversity events uh, like 10 years ago, and I was a bit like, what is this? Like, I mean, I have better things to do than, than go to... to to spend my evening with a group of women talking about how hard life for me, my life is super easy. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I was really like thinking, I mean, I, I know that for other people may have come earlier, but for me, I was, I really had no awareness of why should we do like event for women? Like we are women and men together. But then, uh, I moved to Germany here <laughs> and then, yes, so it, um, I was very shocked when, um, when I, I came back from my first maternity leave and then I, well, I'm a person that is very active during my act. Uh, at the same time I got pregnant, I, I, I signed up for an MBA. So, I mean, I was really like, and I enjoy my job and like, my mom has always told me that she has worked since I was two months old and I'm super fine with that. I was so proud of my mom working when I was small and I'm proud of my job. So for me, it's like, it's important that, um, that the, that the, I feel fulfilled in my job. It's something that I, I needed. But um, of course, like, uh, I mean, I was pregnant and then I was thinking how to come back. And then I started seeing how difficult it was specifically here to come back. I was seeing my, my friends in Spain. They were like coming back. They had like more childcare opportunities. And here it was very, very hard. And I was going here like for different kitas, uh, looking for somebody who <laughs> could take care of my kid. And I, like it, it was. I was very surprised of like the some of the reactions I was getting from the people. Um, let's say like this: like my my everybody was telling to my husband, "Oh, congratulations, you're having a baby!" And for me, congratulations. What are you going to do with work? So I was thinking, why why is this so different, so obvious? Like, and it seemed like. Um, Everybody, so I took, for example, six, six months of Elton Tide, which here was like, I don't know, everybody was like, are you sure? Why are you doing that? And then uh, my husband took three months and was like, wow, so many, so good. <laughs> so, so, so then I thought, okay. Um, I felt quite a pressure. So now, I mean, I'm smiling, but at that point, I, I was like a pressure. I was feeling like, why is everybody challenging? You know, when even when, you think, I mean, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just going back to work. I mean, I'm spending like a time also with my child and it's all fine. Uh, I was feeling like very, very challenging. I felt like I will have to be explaining all the time why I'm doing, what I'm doing. And it was also like very difficult to find a, a, a full-time place in, the, in a kita for a kid less than one year old. 
it was all like very bad. And then like two years after I uh, was born my, my second kid, and then it was horrible again. <laughs> I was like having like so bad time to find a place. So, so then I thought, okay, I mean, I cannot be like feeling bad and uh, and uh, I mean even crying and thinking like I have to do something and I I thought I don't want to it, it was breaking me down like just being explaining and getting so I thought what should I do and then it's when I thought okay I'm not going to be only thinking of like I, I want to be professional fulfilled I want to help other women to feel also professional fulfilled because I've seen here that there is this talent need in the in data so instead of using my energy to justify why I'm have my kids and I'm working full-time with two small kids I'm going to use my energy to create this so what I'm trying to do now is my, my work is all in uh, this area of big data and artificial intelligence and what I try to do is to show other women how there are a lot of opportunities in this area it's going to be growing even more so I think that if you have all this part of like you have to take care of your family and so on and you have a job that does not fulfill you, it's much easier that you drop your job. While if you find something fulfilling, uh, new opportunities where you feel uh, better, it's going to be uh, easier that you are attracted to it. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing right now is I participate in a lot of uh, events to inspire women here in Munich to, to get into digital positions. So if... You are a woman in Munich <laughs> and if you want to look for an exciting opportunity which can help you to feel fulfilled and change our future, then you should come to us like we are a woman in big data uh, Munich. You can find us uh, in the LinkedIn group Women in Big Data Munich. You can find us in Eventbrite uh, Meetup and also in our website uh, www.womeninbigdata.org. We are like a five women in Munich who have like totally different backgrounds. We were born in very different place. We have a candy with a sales and marketing background born in Peru. Astrid with a marketing and HR background born here in Bavaria. <laughs> we have Katarina um, born in Russia who is consultant and mindfulness expert. And then Pat born in Thailand. She has a founded a startup and a product management background. So I think this power of like five women together born in different places with different backgrounds is like what keeps us moving. One of the best tips for me and inspiration is um, is coming from the book of Leaning from Sheryl Sandberg, and it's what would you do if you were not afraid? So this is something I have it always in my mind because many times we take decisions based on like oh, what could happen. So in this area that we talk about the maternity and so on, many people were telling me, ah, are you going to go back to work? But what if the kid gets sick, eh, sick every day during three months? Or what if you, like, um, are you not better how you are? Or, for example, when I had the, the opportunity to change my job to something more challenging, everybody was like, are you sure you know the right moment? What if you have to work more hours? What if you have to travel more? What so I think... I always think, okay, what will I do if I will not be afraid? Let's go for it. Because in the end, like the things are happening, the logistics, like you find out and you, 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 you maybe in the beginning it's, it's a bit more challenging, but in the end you can make it. And I found that that is the thing. So when I, try, when I get new opportunities, I always think, why do I want to do it? 
what will I do if I would not be afraid? And this is uh, something. And when people want to reinvent themselves, many times it stops them that they don't want to try out new things because they are afraid if it doesn't work out. And what I've seen is it in the end, it's always positive. It's always positive. You always learn new things. Put yourself out of the comfort zone. So I will say, like, you don't need to be afraid. And then I'm here to provide you some guidance about how to do it. Extraordinary Women, a podcast project by Jessica Capra and Mariana Sesma, supported by the Münchner Kulturreferat. <laughs>